Okay, kids. I don't like Let's go. cards. Do you shout? There has been an awakening. I'm hanging on a list somewhere. Have you felt it? There you go. Hello, what have we here? You guys are so funny. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Thanks, C3 penis Alvin and the Chumpmunks. Oh, shit. Watch your freaking R2. It's going ballistic. May the force be with us. Fucking A. Yeah. Good day, Galaxy. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is a good day, Galaxy. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Yeah, I bet it's a good day. It's dark already. I'm okay with that because it's December, which is Star Wars month. It is December, finally. You ready? It's the month of Skywalker, dude. It is. It's realistically happening. It's been a long wait. It doesn't feel like it's been as long. We've had a lot to look forward to uh, with Jedi uh, Fallen Order and Mando coming out. And we, I mean, in between like we here like and... old people. Well, in between here and Solo, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, in, think about in between here and Force Awakens. There's a couple touch points. Disney by Star Wars, Force Awakens comes out, different celebrations that we've been to, Episode 8. It's been but, quite a while, but, but it feels Solo's, like it was just fucking last week. Solo's been, what, a year and... A uh, year and... A year and a half? Seven months. Ish, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just saying to somebody on Twitter, I feel like we were just in Chicago. Yeah. Just in Chicago. We also have had a lot of non-Star Wars things, like wrap up with uh, Avengers Endgame. We've had... Um, uh, what am I trying to have? Don't know. That's it. Game of Thrones wrapped up. True. I mean, there's been a True. lot. There's been a lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff keeping us distracted, which is good, because now I reserve the end of the year for Star Wars exclusively. And for the first time in a while, we have three things happening at once, which is pretty huge. Well, they needed it. They, they do. They did need it. Because, yeah. I mean, I have high hopes for nine. Um, I, I mean, have huge uh, hopes for nine. Yeah. And I have a bad feeling about this and not that it's going to be bad i think people are going to over over s or over exaggerate well they're going to be fucked like usual their expectations are going to be too high it's it's it literally can't be a perfect movie because there's no such thing you can shit on anything now i would normally agree with you 100 percent, but i have a very intrinsic feeling about this particular movie at this time wrapping up this saga with this director I think it could potentially be a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, I think this one's unique in that sense. How did you feel about the Star Trek uh, movies that JJ did? I only saw one and two. I don't remember two very much, but I remember liking them. Yeah. For me to say that I liked a, a Star Trek anything, it, it goes a long way. So yeah. I, I do trust in JJ. Uh, we'll see. I think if the story that was written is good enough yeah regardless of who you are if you liked eight or seven as well if the story is good enough and they end it in a certain way it's gonna make everything just great yeah so i've read a lot of stuff about actually let me put a i'll put a pin in that and go back to your question about star trek i was talking with our buddy steve uh before i left cleveland from thanksgiving uh vacation trip holiday meal food uh, we were talking about people getting mad at comic book movies and Star Wars, and I think the root of it is there's they're tied to some previous version of the same thing. Uh, we probably talked about it, but like Batman vs Superman, for example, gets so much hate. I don't know why. 
I, not knowing enough about Lex Luthor and Superman and whatever, can go in and enjoy the fucking movie and the narrative of that three-hour block of film, and I love it. And I think that's why I like the Star Trek movies as well. I like J.J. style, and I don't know anything about Star Trek, so I can just go in and watch the sci-fi movie and love it. Yeah, it's it's when you have those uh, preconceptions of what the character should be or what they need to do. In issue seven from 1976, Lex Luthor actually said that. Yeah. You didn't put that in the movie. Well, it's weird that they don't that uh, viewers or fans don't give uh, enough screen time for growth. You got to think the Lex Luthor that we saw was a young kid, and he was just had money, and he was uh, that was like, like the first inkling of him in this new like DC universe. Yeah, and I I'm speaking out of nowhere, but I have to imagine that's probably one of the youngest Lex Luthers that's ever been. You know. He, he, so give him some growth. If it's not the big bald fucko that you know, right. doesn't like it, he can become, and clearly he did at least become bald at the end. I thought it was a great combination of what I know about Lex Luthor, as little as that is, with modern times and him being this like rich tech. Especially funny because he that uh, actor was in the Social Network, but him being oh, yeah. like a Zuckerberg who like owns, he's just like a way too rich for his own good, being too young. In modern times, I think that was that was a good. Overlay. And it's it's tying stuff down to human stuff. It's not just he's evil, right? He has his own like he true. I think he truly thinks I have this money. I'm going to put it towards this science to protect us. Now he might be a little fucking weird about it, and maybe a little extreme, which is uh, brash, you know, upon everybody else's views. But I think he's fucked up from his childhood, and he's well. That could be too. Definitely taking things to way too many extremes. Like Batman? If there's even a 1% half of a chance, we got to eat the croutons on the banana boat. If he spit on the sidewalk, I'm taking him down. <laughs> no gum on the sidewalk. He broke a law in Guatemala. Got to take him out. All right, and then jumping back to what you were about to talk about. Star Wars. Which was, I can't remember what you said. Uh, like, just what, expectations of nine. What did I put a pin in? No, but you asked me something specific. Memory's no good today. Yeah, I, I'm one. I'm putting my faith into the story that was written. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Uh, JJ has said a lot in recent articles and everything leading up to nine that the story that they're ending with is very similar to what they were kind of um, plotting out at the very beginning. Last Jedi didn't change anything, but the way Ryan did things with that movie is forcing JJ to not change the story, but be more daring and like take more risks with what they did in nine. They got to kill people off instead of (laughs) that's what they have to do instead of keeping, you know, seven was very close to the cuff, you know, Han Solo died. But other than that, it's like modern, a new hope. So the story is going in the same direction, but Ryan's direction for eight has kind of forced JJ to be a little more daring than he normally would with, uh, with nine, which I think is a good move. Force your hand, bro. So he's not retconning anything. Uh, we're going to be getting into quite a bit. Uh, we're going to do some fallen order overall feelings and, uh, overviews of that. No, no hard spoilers for that, but we are going to be discussing spoilers for Mando uh, episode, uh, episode three and four overalls underviews. Yeah. I have a lot to say about fallen order. Um, I can say a lot of it without giving spoilers away. That's nice to It's a, it's a good point. Like uh, there's, it wasn't. All in on one thing. It wasn't all story driven. It wasn't all one character. You do get the sense of like a greater struggle 
Um, it's not very, it's while it's linear in your play, you can do whatever the fuck you want and go wherever you want yeah. when you want Yeah, within a certain realm. Yeah. It's not open world, but a lot of times it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. it's, it's, uh, it, it was a fun, fun game. Blend and of a lot of good things. Both of us have finished it. Um, I did a lot. I, I, we both played it on, uh, not grandmaster, but master. Yeah. Which I would say was hard. It was. Yeah. Hard. It felt like. I guess I have to play it on Grandmaster to say for sure, but Master level felt pretty close to Dark Souls difficulty. Oh yeah, it's it's maybe slightly. Under. It's not very forgiving. No, not if, at all. If you get, uh, um, if you lose patience for half a second and you stop doing what you're supposed to, you're gonna get fucked. Change the lights on. You're overexposed. You look like a bald bitch. I look bald. I got hair from my nose to the toes. <laughs> Pits and tits. <laughs> what the fuck am I Sorry, talking? About? You were just way too bright, so I changed you. I am standing under the. I know the meaningful sun over here. <sighs> Tatooine, right there. <sighs> What's up, Travis Dunn? Local. Hey, Travis Dunn. Thanks for joining. Yeah, we'll we'll get into more detail in a little bit, unless you, of course, want to start with our little preview because we're gonna be more, most girthily talking about the Mando in this one. And then also, I had a question about Order 66 I just wanted to chat about. You know, I just had something when you were getting up. Sorry. I forget. It'll come back. See how bad our memories are? Oh, I, oh, I do. I just watched, rewatched episode seven. Mm-hmm. And I even uh, texted in a group chat here. I think I saw that. About Han Solo and how well Harrison Ford. You know, when... <laughs> From the very beginning, he felt tired of the character. Like, but he always played him well. Harrison played Solo well. Oh yeah. And in episode seven, it's just like cementing that he is Han Solo. Right. Um, I just loved him as a transitional character instead of someone like Leia or Luke carrying. Like, if they were to start off with, I don't know. I I, I like the mentor. Yeah. character yeah was a failure smuggler who his son ran away from him and like that's ended up killing him yeah yeah that's a that's a crazy episode seven have you seen it <laughs> <laughs> i just uh, I, think I was what you're trying to say is if they had started off with luke being like the old grandmaster and ray was learning from him like right from the jump it wouldn't be as special yeah i just i, I was I, I paid a a large amount of attention to Han Solo. He killed it, man. He never lets his... Uh, he didn't let his personal feelings for the character get in the way. Well, it was cool because he... It, it felt natural, whether it was him and Ray discussing stuff, him and Finn discussing stuff. Like, he was an, a, almost more of a mentor to to Finn. Like, right. women always find out the truth. Just stop fucking around. Okay, big deal. Yeah. Like, uh, just all that, that. all that little banter back and forth was perfect. Yeah. Mumbo Jumbo was probably the only bad thing, but I'm, I've gotten over that. It's just a line. Um, but him and Ray, when they talk, she, he tried to fucking hire her because she, obviously she's talented. Yeah. Um, him and Leia. Why is she so talented? She doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, but him and Leia felt natural. It felt fine. I think Leia was also pretty good in that. Episode 8 Leia kind of slipped on me a little think bit. So? Yeah. I she, would say vice versa. Carrie Fisher looks healthier in seven well i think that kind of goes without saying but. yeah 
eight eight she she was a little more like a <laughs> Yeah, know. but she was more kind of in control of the forces in eight, which I liked. In seven, it feels like she was kind of, she's obviously still the general, but she was kind of just like thrown in there and wasn't doing much. In eight, she's like on the bridge of the ship, giving commands and ordering people around. It felt a little more like General Organa, which was cool. Yeah, I just think uh, Carrie Fisher's personal health bled into the character of of uh, yeah, Leia, probably. Which I I personally feel like it it hurt Leia. Probably. As a character, quite a bit in eight, um, but seven, she she seemed like she she was had a grasp on what was going on, and you go here, come here. We need we need to talk to Finn because we need to blow up this death ball again, and I, I was fine with it. But uh, yeah, so all said and done, Han Solo, check mark in episode seven. How do Han and Leia know about Snoke? No, it was Snoke that turned our side. I need to go through YouTube videos and get what a if, uh, summary of all the canon books that I haven't read. What if Snoke was like an older, not brother, but an older friend that uh, kind of took Kylo under his wing at a very young age? They ha- they know who he is because even in 8, when uh, Luke is recounting the story, he's like, Snoke had already turned his mind. Like It's not like, oh, he was turned by some mystical figure we don't know about. It was like Snoke, that dude in the gold did it. Yeah. No, there's there's Hugh Hefner some fucked him up. Who <laughs> knows? Oh man. Were you uh, <laughs> uh Travis Dunn says uh RIP Han Solo. Yeah. I'm very happy that he died. For how well he he I mean, I was just extremely happy with it. At the yeah. hands of his son, it, it solidified Kylo as a badass. Yeah. Fuck you for not the, agreeing. I don't care who you are. I just listened back over to our rant about how people di- didn't think Kylo lived up to Darth Vader as just a general villain. Dude, we we annihilate. He's like, yeah. he walks in, kills everybody in the village, <laughs> cuts the old man in half, d- uses a force power we've never seen, and takes the ace pilot in, in within like 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I was like, how is that not the, one of the greatest things that's ever been? Some fucko. Yeah. And just as a, as a movie, it starts off with a fucking home run. You're like, what is, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no droids yeah. yet? Yeah. Like walking? I love that about, um, and about episode four, too, that it starts with... Starts with the badass villain coming in and fucking shit up and seeming unstoppable at first. I like that a lot. Same with episode four. Not so much with episode... What's the opening scene of episode one? Why am I blanking? Oh, yeah. Trade Disputes. Trade Disputes. Anyways. Hi, Hogan. Hi, Travis Dunn. So yeah, there is a, a obviously a trend from older Star Wars fans or OT fans that like these characters shouldn't be killed off. Like, I don't want to see them on screen. What do you? They're eighty. Like p- people aren't infinite; they're gonna die. They might as well die heroic. Kill them. Kill them all. Destroy the past. Move on. Wouldn't make sense. Don't do it mindlessly. I don't. I don't think there's been an issue. So no, they've been very. Um, Luke went out like the most Jedi way possible in the history of the Jedi order. Well, he com- he was in Jedi purgatory. That's what that island was. Like he yeah. cut himself off from the force cuz he thought he fucked up, but he was going to live there forever. Yeah. Unless he changed something and the force willed it. He that sent Ray out and said, "Fuck you." And it sparked all that and yeah. uh, he became one with the force. So Yeah. No, it was it was it was fucking great. Um I still I rewatched uh, 8 recently and it's just there's a lot. It gets better with age, which is very, I, w- I don't want to say surprising, but it's just, 
it's good recognizing that because I predicted that would happen with all the backlash and everything. It's just comforting to know that like, yes, it is fucking great and it gets better every time I watch it. Well, the other thing is you get over the cringe parts that may have may or may not have been cringe for you. It's like the little Leia floating back, like, you know, what's coming. You're like, OK, it's going to happen. And then if you start paying attention, it's like, oh, wait, it's foreshadowing because she's cutting Snoke's ship in half when she does that. Also, the first time she's used the force on screen. Yeah. So it's, yeah. There's a lot of high points in it. We talked about it. We discussed it. Yeah. I haven't watched eight recently. I haven't. It's probably been over <clears throat> six months at least. In the past, since our last episode, I've watched five, six, seven, eight, one, three. I've been on a on a binge. Some of that was in the background while playing Fallen Order and or playing Battlefront. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been watching a lot. I'm back in that mode, man. Leading up to as soon as November kicks in, starts to get cold. I'm ready for Star Wars, man. I'm fucking ready for it. <sighs> well, after uh, after episode nine, we're gonna be going downhill, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I don't think so. Mando, we're gonna be Mando's not Mando. gonna wrap up mid January. But remember. Episode nine's wrapping everything up. I think we're going to have so many, not questions, but just so many resolutions that we're, we're going to be talking about that movie for six months straight. Yeah, but we don't have a movie for three years. It's okay. No, it's not. Well, I'm okay with it. <laughs> the, 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 the bad thing is, and I, we just talked about how we had some in-between stuff happening between Solo and, and Nine. We're on a high right now with Fallen Order and uh, Mando, but it drops off quick. Like, we, we don't even have the Joker to look forward to. The Marvel stuff's iffy. Like, I do want to see it. Am I over-fucking-hyped? No. DC, I don't even know what the fuck's going on with DC. <laughs> I know. And name a game you're looking forward to. Well, they haven't Thank announced you. anything, so exactly. we don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And what I was just going to say is uh, Clone Wars, the lost se- uh, season, is in February, which I totally forgot about. Um, Everybody else is overhyped. Well, not overhyped. Everybody else is more hyped than I am for that. I like that stuff, but cartoons are cartoons to me. I agree. We'll talk about that. I have it on my list. But I think out of the three cartoons, Clone Wars is definitely on the top of that list. And yeah. especially it being the end of the Clone Wars series, things are a little darker. We're close to Order 66. It's a little more mature, a lot more Mandalorian presence. So I think it's going to be less filler, more killer, hopefully. All filler, no killer. All think. killer, no filler. I think after... Is that a Sum 41 CD? That's where I said it. I think after episode nine, <laughs> we're going to have, yes, a three-year gap between movies. That's good for one reason. We create a little bit of that uh, breathing room and a little bit of that build-up to With a all new the movie. apparatus. Who talks first? <laughs> Sorry, I lost it. You know, that's that's uh, that's... They do some tasteful... Humor at the beginning of set beginning of seven, yeah. and I think they lost that swing and a miss on eight. Like it was cringy to me. I know we've, we've discussed that, but just I, I'm I'm still hyping up seven because that's the more most recent thing that I watched. So there's just like two or three moments in eight that I'm just like, you just went one line of dialogue too far on that one. Yeah, yeah. Like the Hux prank call thing with terrible. Poe. I hate the. Beginning I like of it. it until he says, "I can hear you. Can you hear me?" Like that's just one. Yeah. One line too Everybody's far. already understood. Right. The right, three-year-olds right. are like, come on, get with it. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was I about to say? You were talking about Clone Wars and a bunch? 
Oh, it's going to be good to have a three-year gap because we want that space to build up and ramp up to a new trilogy. I think that's good. Also, now that Disney Plus is out, we're going to have more content. Yeah. It's not like it's going to be a dry spell. It's yeah. going to be no no film. Well, Cassian Andor comes out next year. And it wasn't it already released? Or, uh, Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. So you that's know, good. Are you okay with that? That they're just going to do a Season 2? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not that, not that Season 1's bad. I'm saying it as a, it'd be kind of nice to have one thing and end it and then move on to the next. Well, it depends on how long the storyline is. It might not end after one season, obviously. Well, that was my point. I mean, Game it, of it Thrones was eight, and I'm not saying we need an eight-season Star Wars show, but two or four makes sense. It depends on how long the story is. Well, it's going to cool be forever. Of, Baby Yoda's only 50. True. The cool thing about this also <laughs> is that it takes place between six and seven, so there's a 20, 30-year gap there. So it's, it's unexplored, basically, except for a few little things in comics. But, I mean, there's plenty of room there to do anything. Yeah. No, I, I do like that time period, post-Rebellion, post-Death Stars, post-Darth Vader. It's a, it's a unique time in Star Wars, and the characters are unique as well because we're not leaning up against uh, Jedi Master Luke, or we're not, you know banking on Leia being a pivotal character. We can set up these characters and they can do their own thing. Although I do want to see that. I'm really okay with not seeing it. Did you catch the little line in the Mando where somebody, I think he's questioning the Carl Weathers rules or something. And he says, go take it up with the new Republic. And the Mando laughs and he says, what a joke. Fucking love that little, little, mm-hmm. little things like that are great. Yeah, because it's not like solidified. It's there's no authority yet. Like, there's still stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah, these fucking generals are like hoarding stormtroopers and becoming warlords in their little territories. Like Empire is not gone yet officially. Well, and it's a cool pivotal time, uh, and we see that with the Mandalorians. You know, they they're kind of hidden uh, and been very quiet with their culture and their ways, and they finally hit a breaking point and said, you know what, this is our time to do what we should do. This is the way. Like even though we, this is the way. even though what the Mandalorian was doing broke some rules, well, it broke bounty hunters guild rules, right? But not Mandalorian. So the right. Mandalorians finally just said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna stay true to the word, the way, stay true to the way. That's something I need to brush up on is the Mando um, episodes from Clone Wars and from Rebels to see how it ties in. Yeah, I need to brush up. on Yeah, how do they shit. get from from the Clone Wars? To where they're at now. You mean from Rebels to where they're at now? Yeah. I've spoken. Okay, well, I just brought it up, so why don't we just talk about that? Episode three and four of The Mandalorian. What happened in the third one? Third one. Baby Yoda. Was, yeah, Baby Yoda was taken back. Mando got all of his Beskar plates, went and forged a whole, spoiler alert, I guess, whole. uh, Beskar. Whole Beskar uh, suit, cuirass and gauntlets and everything, and then started regretting dropping off the little baby and he stormed the base and knocked out the Kaminoan dude not a Kaminoan dude but the dude with Kaminoan garb mm-hmm. uh, stole baby Yoda back escaped all the other bounty hunters were trying to track him he worked his way through the city streets blew him up and then as he was about to get screwed over the other Mandalorians came out from underground and helped him out jetpacks and 
Gatling guns and all. I did not expect that. Especially, I mean, they set it up really well where they were uh, at odds with each other in the hidden right. Mando base. Yeah, people are kind of skeptical of him. He's not a true Mando. Well, he, yeah, he wasn't, he's not blood Mando. Right. Oh, man. This is the way. You know, I'm, I'm kind of confused at how and uh, those beacon things work. Yeah, somebody else was mentioning about that today. Is there a mic? Is the baby Yoda been microchipped like a dog, and they just know where he is at all points, and that's where it beeps to? It can't be that because they still have the tracker, but they lost trace of the actual. Didn't when he gave it to him? Didn't he say they lost trace of the actual target? But they still had a tracker. I feel like Warner Herzog said something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it was along the lines of we only have like this select amount of data. Like, and we need the best to find it. He's 50, and this was their last known location or something. So I don't know why everybody's finding him with the beepers. Everybody's got a pager on their hip. I think it's a matter of identifying who it actually is. Like, hey, he was last seen on Moss Eisley. So you go there, and then you start tracking him down. You get clues, and once you finally think you found him, the, what do you call it? The identifier? The tracker. The tracker. We'll be like, the it will identifier. start beeping into the identifier. <laughs> the Pokedex. <laughs> and be like, <laughs> this is, yeah, it beeps when you get closer and it's actually him or her or them. I don't know. Someone explain. I hate the, the fact that people are upset. It's not, why do people call him Baby Yoda? He's not Yoda. We all know that, you fuck bitch. I get pissed about this. Who cares about you? That's the... <laughs> That's the dumbest thing to argue it about. Really it really, truly is. It really is. And if you want to get technical, Every, it's a Yoda species. So it is a baby Yoda. Not that it is Yoda, but it is a baby Yoda. It's an unknown green force sensitive baby that's 50 years old. Yoda, is that what you want me to say? Yoda species. <laughs> you know this infant green toad with false powers. A that toad is that eats toads. <laughs> that's true. He's eating his own brethren. Eats toads. Yeah, I, obviously everyone knows it's not Yoda. Toad so eater. don't say stupid things to be stupid. That's dumb. Everybody said Yoda, Yaddle, and this is Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. I love him. That's my favorite one out of all of them. I'm going to call him Yeet from, from forever. Little baby Yeet. Yeehaw. The little baby's a badass. I like the uh, all the memes that have been coming out. Oh, dude. You know. Meme factory. I posted one thing that... Uh, it called out to the Gremlins with the Mogwai. I'm talking about Gizmo from Gremlins too. Yep, Gizmins. But it, he looks exactly like Gizmo, Gizmo and everybody. Everybody's like, you know, Yoda became Yoda was a thing before Gremlins. I'm like, but Baby Yoda is brand fucking new. So what are you talking about? This one, Dude. like, are you serious? That's it. Looks like a hairless. From the mouth to the ears to the eyes, it's the exact same puppet that they used. It's the exact same thing. I love it. Yeah, people, well, there's just idiots out there that don't have anything better to do. I saw somebody record a little clip of uh, episode four. You could see a boom mic in the very top of the shot, barely for like three seconds. And they recorded like, oh, there's a boom mic in the shot. These Wait, where? In episode assholes. four? Yeah. You can barely... I never noticed it. I watched the episode twice. But who fucking cares? Wait, in Amando, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, who gives a guy? It's a production error. Big deal. It's three seconds. You're, oh, man, fucking Disney's ruining Star Wars. They yeah. use boom mics in their productions. 
Oh, they have to hear you. They have to hear. Oh no, they recorded audio. I hate them. They recorded audio. Just fuck off, everybody, please. Look at this little demigorgon. What? I got a little fucking Mickey Mouse with the tubes. <laughs> audio tubes. His headphone cable is like in a natural Mickey Mouse balloon formation. It actually looks a lot more like a goddamn Animaniac or something. <laughs> remember that show? I with, do remember with, that show. I remember the SNES game, too. With Dot. A lot, there of, was a, a lot of dirty jokes in that show. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um... Travis Dunn says, uh, Mando's missing a knee plate. Oh, why? I don't know. He ran out of Beskar. He also says, until they give him a name or name the race, it's Baby Yoda. And I agree. Yeet. I'm sure maybe by the end of this, we'll figure it out. Someone will be like, oh my God, that's a blank from this planet. How rare. I thought Yoda was the only one and he's dead. Mm. So yeah, until then, it's Baby Yoda. How cringy would it be if they legitimately, like, if Yoda found another Yoda species and that's what was happening on Dagobah? I don't think that'd be cringy. There's a lot of frogs in Dagobah. Very great in, uh, environment for frog peeps. With that line of thought, why is Yoda bothering to make soup? He just eat frogs all day. That's obviously his natural... Uh, He's on a diet. What's the word? Frogs are high in bones. He's natural... Uh, Diet? There's another word for diet I can't think of. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's mis- It's a mystery. It's a mystery, all of it. You think, but you would think if Yoda is the last of his species, and we obviously know that the species is inherently Force-sensitive, don't you think that Yoda would be able to feel through the forest that there's another? I'm, well, it, I, so this is... What if... <laughs> What if when he says there is another, he's like, these Skywalker guys are fucked. There's a little baby. In a 200 years, he's going to be pretty strong. There is another. We're going to wait for him. Dude, <laughs> no joke. I, lo- I would love if they pulled yeah. something like that because we all assume one thing. Mm-hmm. There's another. Well, well Luke and Leia weren't related for a while. So. There's a whole bunch of others that we can put in there because I think when he says that, who else is still alive? There's a lot of people still alive. Ahsoka could be alive. You don't know. Calcastus could be alive. You don't know. Mm. Yeah. There could be another. So, uh, ending thoughts, I guess, on episode three. Good. I think a lot of people's favorites. A lot of action in this one. A lot of Mandos. Just cool to see live action Mandos fucking things up. It's also... And a bunch of bounty hunters. Yeah, well, it's cool to see that distinction between Mandalorians and bounty hunters, and they made made that decision as Mandalorians to go back to their old culture, or at least uh, honor it. Yeah. Um, because prior to when I'm watching this show, I'm thinking the Mandalorians are just better bounty hunters. They're there's all bounty no, hunters. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no real culture behind it, and it seems like they're they're making a stand, and um, that means a lot. I mean, I I love that to see that distinction. Uh, that end battle scene, yeah, it was fun. I did not see the Mandalorians helping him. I did not see that coming. Um, they they're doing these little bite size episodes very well, I and think so, too. I uh, we'll get into four, but there there seems to be a lot jam packed in these thirty minute some episodes, and I like it. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be the biggest grandest episode. Like, sometimes you're watching Game of Thrones, and with all the big, crazy shit that's happened, 
they're able to get through and just do like normal travel episodes where it's like the the hound and and uh, Arya together where they're just walking and, until but, season seven and eight, yeah. But th- you, there's character development there, and they're learning off each other, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and we that's what we see with with the Mandalorian. We see him making hard decisions, going against the grain, doing stuff he's not supposed to do. We see flashbacks to his to his past. We see him get honored with the Baskar steel. I mean, there's a lot of depth to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I how think, did you, sorry. How did you like him grabbing that, that little Jabba ball and just like crushes it? Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, this will get their attention. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Him storming the base was cool. It was really cool. He's uh, just seeing that like covert badass and him using, utilizing all of his gadgets. And he's doing it all while carrying Baby Yoda. It's awesome. I like his uh, go-to down B move is that flamethrower, and it half half the time it doesn't work. He did, he just that, that's all. It, oh man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> just fire everything. You wouldn't say his down B move is the pulse rifle, which vaporizes human beings. No, that's his uh, ultimate. He uses it pretty regularly for. Being he's in good his at the ultimate. game. He's really good at the game. He's building his ultimate. My ultimate's charging. Um. So yeah, this isn't a criticism of the show personal preference as far as storytelling goes i would love a star wars show that is in game of thrones style where they purposefully take a little bit longer to do the exposition and you get to know like for example in the mandalorian we could have a plenty of scenes where we see the mando yes but then we go back and like have a scene with warner herzog and like his imperial people back in that room and learn a little bit more about him. And the guy that's trying to capture Baby Yoda and maybe clone him. We could have scenes with him and develop all of their um, all of their backgrounds and their motives and everything kind of separate. And then they all meet up. I don't, I don't know if that exactly fits for Star Wars, but I would love that. Like something that gives you more time. It's like a more of a slow burn. Of course I would like that. Yeah. Deeper characters outside of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, we can't even say the Sith are deep characters. We don't get a lot of screen time with Sidious. No. We really don't. And Darth Vader, even in the original trilogy, we don't get a ton of screen time with him. It's all Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that's a Star Wars thing, so I'm not holding my breath that we're going to get that. Um, what if What if the Jedi were uh, theorizing <laughs> and <laughs> cackling about uh, cloning Force Sensitives? And it was like a, a test, and they started with Yoda's blood. What if they were fucking around with it, and that's how this baby was born, but it was stolen somehow or something like that? I think we met, we brought up something about that. Or Dooku um, could have stole it from the Jedi archives. I was actually listening back to episode 211, I think. 211 or 212. Baby Yoda, 50, being 50 years old now, was born about... 10 years before the Phantom Menace, which is around the time of Master and Apprentice and right after the time of the Dooku book. Answer me this. No. Could Baby Yoda and Darth Vader be the same age? No. How? (sighs) He was nine when he was found in episode one. That would be about 10 years before. I mean, that would put Baby Yoda at 49, which we about, they all say he's about 50. He could easily be... As old as Darth Vader. Talk while I look it up. I don't... That's my last thought ever. Final. Final. I, I thought we discussed this already. Hang final on. thoughts. 
No, because that's what we talked about. It was about 10 years before episode one, which would put it about Anakin's age. Where's my goddamn timeline here, you fucks? Listen, Wikipedia, part of what you should have in that top little box where it shows like the actors and everything is exactly what time period it takes place. Dooku went straight Jurassic Park fat dude and went into the Jedi archives and had that Barbasol can and took all the Yoda DNAs and he was trying to go back make a theme park of Yodas and it didn't work but they all they ended up with one baby Yoda. Remember that? Uh, uh, Ah ah ah. Didn't say the magic word. Ah ah ah. Is that Jurassic Park? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this is 9ABY. And let's look up Anakin Skywalker. 40BBY. 40 uh, before. Yeah, BBY. Where's his born date? 41. It's the exact same goddamn. Yeah. Did we not mention that on the last episode? I could have sworn we talked about that. So, yeah, if they were like split, if uh, Plagueis and Palpatine tried to create life through the Force, if it was like a split... Uh, experiment and it went to Anakin and it went to this little baby Yoda What's and this? no one knew about it. It's the same thing as what uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme said. What in that rant? Whatever his name is, <laughs> that was talking about. <laughs> I just caught what you meant. I was like, <laughs> what, you mix what was him his up name? with Carl Weathers. Was he trying to say Freddie Prince Jr.? <laughs> yeah, and Freddie Prince Jr.'s rant that what the force dictates what happens, not the characters that dictate. So when Palpatine created, let's just say it was a Sith ritual that created Anakin, the force equaled that and created a, uh, for a spark, the baby, right? A baby Yoda. Yeah. So Travis was saying baby Yoda was before or after Anakin based on the timeline here. They're both exactly 41 BBY Anakin and baby Yoda. If he's exactly 50 in this, which they say 50, so why would you assume otherwise? I mean, regardless, at the time, it matches up too well. It's still like a delayed reaction. Just because the species that was sparked at, uh, with the Yoda it developed so slowly, like, you're going to have your time with Darth Vader, and he's going to go by, and then there's going to be a grand time with another Yoda species. They're going to have 700 years of this fuck, unless he dies somehow. Could you imagine they kill off the baby Yoda could you imagine? That'd how, be so tragic. But it would be good television, man. That'd be a good, crazy series if they were trying to save this thing and it, and it finally came around to like something bad happens. Okay, we're tying things up now. If we're talking about the forces intervention in life, Baby Yoda dying could be the impetus for the force to come to Ray as that light side option to obviously it's always trying to find balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what's the dark side that's going on right now? That's there's a I struggle for, for balance, but it's also, it's, it's like non force user struggle for balance. Cause the empire's gone. Darth well, Vader and the Emperor's was, gone. When was Kylo born? Let's look at that. I'm just doing a bunch of research today. Everybody. What if Snoke was a Yoda species? <laughs> he just grew real big. Cause he ate a lot of frogs. Ooh, He's a frog demon. Um, Kylo Ren was born five, ABY. So Kylo Ren is four years old during the time of the Mandalorian. Four, huh? Yeah. Let's see if Ray has a birth date on here. That'd be interesting to know. Ray is fifteen, ABY. So she's so ten years younger. Six years after this current timeline of the Mandalorian, 
Ray is born. So perhaps, yeah, if Baby Yoda is supposed to be this new, it's a very dark line of thought that you brought us into, but if he's supposed to be this new uh, light side um, warrior for the Force and then he dies, the Force could kind of manifest itself in Ray. Ray, Ray is born to take over. But you're suggesting that we're going to have 10 years of this show for Baby Yoda to die? Not necessarily. Because where are we at right now? Nine. ABY. And she's born at 14? 15, yeah. So we got so six, six years. years. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting to know they can do whatever the fuck they want and just blame it on the force. All the force wanted balance, so cheeseburgers across the street. Well, the awesome thing is like Anakin and Palpatine, that story is its thing. Ray and Kylo, that story is its thing. Yes, they're intertwined. But the fact that Baby Yoda is in the mix and the Force is trying to manifest the light side to balance things out, that doesn't affect like the balance between Rey and Kylo in that trilogy. That's the beautiful thing about it, is like they can exist. And if they tie Baby Yoda in or they don't, it would work beautifully. And it doesn't affect anything if it doesn't work. Because you know, they're the, smart. They know what they're doing. The, so shut the fuck up and watch the content. The talk about balance and the, the how it uh, works out. Isn't that crazy that Freddy yeah. uh, suggested that Palpatine knew the Force was going to try to balance itself out? So instead of killing Anakin, he, he seduced yeah. and doubled the side, the dark side, in which they gave twins to the light side. But isn't that crazy that he suggested that Sidious was aware that the Force would balance itself would out, try to yeah. balance itself out? And then like we've that, also you're, you're giving a lot of credit to Sidious there. Well, I know we all say he's he's probably the cro- the craziest strongest thing, but to say he's self aware that I, he knows he probably how is. he knows how his own universe works. Well, think about this: he's stemming from a thousand years of Sith knowledge. There's more than a thousand years, but I'm te- I'm talking about this uh, this, this lineage, lineage of uh, rule of two. He's stemming off all that knowledge, so. There's only been two while there's been millions of Jedi, thousands of Jedi. So, yeah, he's probably, they've probably been thinking this. It sucks that. The knowledge uh, gets exponential as time goes on. You know, what's funny is the the Jedi had a thousand years. And the Sith came to a point, the strongest person ever, they had about 30. Fucking Jedi. Is that what you waited for, Sith? Fucking Jedi. <laughs> what, when, where was the Force when it was trying to balance out when there was a thousand Jedi fucking around for a thousand years? Answer me that, Freddie Dick Jr. Here's, well, it was technically in balance. That's the other thing that I was going to uh, just say, like we've probably talked about. Just because the Sith aren't showing themselves doesn't mean they're not powerful. But he legitimized it saying two and two. We're talking about a thousand and two now. Like there's no balance there. Unless you're going to say that the diluted force on the light side, that each Jedi themselves was not as strong as they could be. As they could be. Just like the which the makes Sith. Luke and Ray stronger because it's just them. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that Darth Bane thing where he's like, "All you guys are s- snobbling idiots. Like, I'm gonna cut you all up now. I'm the strongest, and I get all the power." Right. Well, also, it could you could also make the argument that like one Sith was equal equal to a thousand Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> because if they are trying to find balance, if the Force is trying to find balance, and there's ten thousand Jedi and two Sith. <laughs> They, it's more concentrated, more mass. Trying to, I'm trying to gain mass, <laughs> gain mass, bro. Cultivating mass. Cultivating mass. 
Um, what else was I going to say about that? We haven't even got to episode four. Amanda. Um, all right, let's talk about episode four then. Great for a side look. This it's, is this it's is Battle of Endor in modern Star Wars. It was TV. a good Battle of Endor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spoilers. I know people had issues. Although, of course, the only person in the village that knew how to do anything was a woman. Dude, listen. You don't understand that that woman could have been a former anything. Plus, if, listen, 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 listen. I tried to ignore this for a while when people were complaining about Ray and everything, and I kind of like shrugged it off, like because she's a Jedi and she's doing Force powers, and you kind of need some training for that. Maybe people are a little, a bit annoyed that she's, you know, strong but with no training, and I can almost understand that. But when it comes to this show, and like you're mad that Cara Dune can kick the Mandalorian's ass when she's a fucking formal shock trooper, she's a rebel shock trooper. Oh no, no, no! The like she has training, lady. the village and the lady. village lady, and she can shoot a pan that's hanging there twenty feet in front of herself, <laughs> and you're mad about that. Everybody like, else is farmers. Dude, like you just, if that's your reaction to the show, you need to. Delete your Twitter account. You need to delete your Disney Plus account. and Throw just your dick in the microwave. Yes, and just go watch Star Trek. Go. So, <laughs> go. Sorry, seriously. Go jerk off to the first Iron Man over and over and then stop and then do it again. <laughs> so wh- gotta- when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. She must be, has some dark past and she came to just be a farmer and forget about everything yeah. and hide out and she's just been living this life and... That's kind of what I thought, that she was a former something, fill in the blank. Well, also, she's a widow, so she has a kid and obviously no husband, so maybe she escaped, I don't know, the end of the um, galactic civil war and is just trying to lay low, but of course she knows how to shoot. Yeah. You don't know the past. Don't know the past. Um, So obnoxious. You know, there was like that montage again, like... Okay, Stex, who, ha, this is going to do nothing against the enemies, but we got to show this on screen. Who, ha, okay, now swing it to the left. Who, like, okay, get it. Stop swinging the sticks. Build that's, barriers. All right, now run at them with the sticks while we watch you die. Shoot your pots and pans. Now you can't cook anymore. Yeah. Well, you can take down storm. You didn't think ahead, did you? Did you order Quiznos? <laughs> no order delivery on this fucking planet? Sargon, whatever the hell it's called. Sargon. Sagrin. Saruman. Something like that. I can't remember. Yes. Um, yeah. Good, lighthearted episode uh, until the ATST showed up. But very much like protect the innocent. Very Battle of Endor. Like you can, an innocent group is getting raided by a bunch of savages and you have to. It's character development for the Mandalorian. He's already went against the Bounty Hunters Guild, which he's realizing is not the way. It's the Mandalorian is the way. This is the way. But he does the right thing, saves the baby Yoda, goes to this planet to get out of all of it, realizes that he can't do that because the goddamn trackers and the ban- the um, the bounty hunters are still after him. Yeah. So he's like, well, fuck, I at least can help you guys and get rid of that ATSD. In the larger story of the season, it's, it's very important for two reasons. One is he can't settle down because he has to, if he has Yoda, it's a target forever. So he can't settle. That's basically setting up the rest of the season. He has to stay with him, too, because he's got to protect him. Right. And the other thing is you're continually solidifying that even though he's a ruthless killer, he's a good guy. Yeah. There's a human behind the mask in which he took the mask off. I didn't even catch that. I told somebody in our group chat that they were a shithead, and I was like, damn it, you're right. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I saw it twice just watching it the first time. It's because I didn't see, like, his face, and I was like, what, his mask is off. He saw his face. No way. No. Yeah, it was in that in the window. Helmet, not mask. Um, 
Which, how did nobody see that? What do you mean? He took. He's like in broad daylight staring at the kids playing. Yeah, but he's just a dude. What are you going to, you're going to look around and just say, oh, that guy. Is but he's there. not supposed to let anybody see him without his mask on. But how would Helmet. they know he was the Mandalorian? Because he's in the fucking armor uh, and his mask is on the counter right next to him. Just says, uh, hello, I'm Mandalorian. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we see his real face. Maybe if he comes to some splitting point where he's like... Or what if he dies and right at the end they take the mask off and he's somebody? What about season two then? Another Mandalorian. There always is another. There is another. There is another. Um, it could. I'm just saying, Luke and Leia are still out there doing shit. So maybe there is a a point where the Baby Yoda gets passed off to the Jedi Order. Yeah, we or don't some know what's going to happen. Drop him off on Dagobah and wish him best of luck. There's a lot of frogs, dude. Eat him. Yeah, he could survive. He could hold his own. Just sit up in the tree Probably and not. wait and grab frogs. Probably not. Probably couldn't hold his own. No, Have didn't. you seen some of the demon things that were in Fallen Order? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, a, that, that's another thing about that game. It'll make you feel small. There's some fucking animals out there. Yeah, Baby Yoda wouldn't be able to slide down the giant ice slide. He wouldn't be able to do no, that. No, he wouldn't. And then swing to, like Tarzan. You have to double jump right at the end. Jesus Christ. We can talk about that. Um, yeah, episode four, I've heard a lot of people say it's a little slower for their taste. Wasn't as action-packed. I understand, but it's Star Wars, so we're going to get a mix of that. So I'm not really... The, it's fine. The point wasn't to be action-packed, so it did well, huh? Yes, and they also made the ATS. He looked like a fucking badass. Yeah, it looked demonic. After the um, the Ewoks are smashing it with sticks and they win, it's nice to see it that I can actually do something. So especially after just you one fight of them it too. Fall in order, yeah. Just one of them can intimidate an entire farm village. A farm. It's a village too, isn't it? It's a farm. They're trading markets. Farm. Food. Farm. I don't know. I uh, I liked it. Good stuff. It was. There's a lasting impression that they're they're going for, that the everyday man can make a difference. I know the everyday man we're talking about is a ruthless, most efficient killer out of everybody, but still there is a person behind the mask, and he's making decisions that change the course of everything. That the bounty hunters guild's pissed. The Mandalorians have become their own. He saved a village, taught them that. Uh, to how to defend themselves. Yeah. He's helping the innocent. He's saving this baby Yoda, which could obviously be... There's so much potential there. Yeah. So all these in-between episodes, it's not just that. It's There's a lot of going forward and and people helping each other. Like even, even the... Well, I was kind of confused at the um, uh, fist fight between him and Gina Carano or whatever. Well, she's hiding out too. Right, but so why did they try was... to kill themselves, kill each other, and then 10 seconds later they're sitting and having a drink? I was like, what happened? Because she thought that he was there to get her. Oh. Because she's hiding out too. But so she they... thought that she saw Amanda and she's like, oh, it's a bounty hunter. He's scoping me out. So but she didn't tried to sit get at the... the same bar stool and they like talk, chatted for a second. And she's like, you got to get off this planet. And then like 10. No, that was after they fought. They fought. Okay. He sits down and oh, that's right. That that's terrible right. actress orders him soup, 
And then she was like, who's that lady over there? She disappeared. I don't know. And then she was gone and then they fight. And then she's like, yeah, I was hiding out. I'm a rebel shock trooper and I'm really hot. She banged me. That's what they, yeah. And and then then that threesome happened with the the farm chick. That That was in the subtitles. Yeah. You had to turn the subtitles on to see that part. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just in parentheses. Bang mode. (laughs) Activated. Activated. Uh, Good. Heartwarming. Fun little episode. Again. Cool throwaway characters. The Gina character was cool. She made a difference, and they moved her aside. The IG-11, cool character. Get him out of the way. Let's focus on the two that we have. Yeah, so when I saw promo material and the cast listing, and it was like Mando and Carl Weathers and IG and Gina Carano and et cetera, et cetera, I I was worried it was going to be like a video game where you stack up your party after every planet you go to. Um, I'm glad it's not turning out like that. It's nice just to have them play a little cameo and then get out of the way. Something's got to happen here soon. He's got to come across someone that he's either going to stick with or he's going to get to a planet and be stuck there for a certain amount of time and or the rest of the series. Like Something's got to hit. He's not just going to go hop in. Oh, we can't stay here. Ha <laughs> ha, baby. Let's go. Oh, we can't stop here. Ha <laughs> ha. Or like get somewhere and like, hey, we made it. <laughs> I don't know. It's Filoni. That could happen. Just get the Dagobah and the rest of it. This is how you cook beans. Well, no, just jumping from planet to planet. But you got to think, not only is the Bounty Hunter Guild after him for disobeying the rules, that we haven't heard from um, the client or that doctor guy um, since he stole Baby Yoda. Yeah. So it, the Empire hasn't showed back up yet. So they're still after him. That's true. And we it has been very... Uh, focused on the Mandalorian. We haven't seen any other side scenes at all. Yeah. We haven't seen the... The... Uh, yeah. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen... <laughs> any see other, we haven't seen any other scenes with any other characters. I can't see things. Every scene has been with the Mandalorian. Every yeah. single scene. <laughs> it's like the Joker. Every scene has the Joker. It, it. No, and that's... I, I really it's do cool. like that. Yeah, it's cool. It is crazy how well they they're doing the Mandalorian himself that you can feel his facial expressions. You can feel the mannerisms, all everything that he's thinking and feeling. You can, you can see, you can, you, you can understand even though there's a, just a wall of armor. Yeah. You can see him thinking like, uh, very well. I done. probably don't want to leave that baby Yoda with those fucks cause they're evil. I think if this is successful, they can potentially start bringing in a lead character that isn't a human. Yeah. Which I've been wanting for quite a while. So, good stuff. I like Star Wars. What's your favorite episode so far? First one. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. I was going to say three is very action-packed, but I, I'm a big fan of the setup, as uh, I've always discussed like episode one the best so far? There's a lot. I mean, it has the big reveal. It has badassery. It has character development or setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's so much there. Mm-hmm. And it's also the longest. By I like 10 minutes. this one was the longest. Really? I yeah. thought the first one was an hour. Or pushing an hour. No, the first one was 39. Stop lying. I'm going to tell you. Do you think we're going to see... Well, we've already seen force powers. Never mind. When he floats to the rhino. Rhinodon. 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 Chapter 1, 39. Chapter 2, 32. 
chapter 337, chapter 441. Wow. <laughs> really? Do you care that BB-8 says BB-8 all the time? No. I hate it. Why? I want to shoot him. You can't even tell if you don't pay attention. Wash him. Oh, yeah, I can tell right away. What? Oh, yeah. I knew that happened, but I, I don't really pick up on it that often. Like, he always says his own fucking name. He's like a Pokemon. It's even BB-8, better as far going? as I'm concerned. Yeah. More like a Pokemon you can make a droid is cool with me. How do droids run? What do you mean? What powers them? Their internal power core? I don't know. That's a good question, I'm isn't sure it? it's on Wikipedia. Because C-3PO has to fucking shut down and plug in half the time, and but he can run everywhere without being plugged in. I wouldn't say he runs. He tips. <laughs> he tiptoes everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Ask uh, Star Wars Explain or something. Ask someone else who cares. Ask someone who knows what they're talking about. All right, let's. Uh, oh, is that a wrap up with the Mando? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I like how very you. Good so far. I like your uh, font, your your script with the how you wrote Mando. Why? I, there's certain certain like I like the way you you put the A N D. There's oh. something about handwritten stuff that I, I love, and when you. M A N D O. Yeah, it looks. I it, spelled it right. It looks good. Oh, that must be it. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying, but thank you for complimenting my handwriting. I've been doing a lot of writing lately. It uh, must be. I, I always like when it's all caps. When I've never written anything in all caps because I hate it, but uh, that looks cool. Yeah. Thank you. I can't do it. My I look. It I'm looks. Gonna, I'm gonna write you a letter. It write me. Can you draw me a hot pocket? <laughs> Okay, Fallen Order Overview or not that? Yeah, uh, Fallen Order Overview, no spoilers. Um, I have a this, couple things to say. This game is this game is good to great. It's one notch under great. Yeah, it. But that in a grand scheme of things, it's great. It is great. <laughs> I would say from a. A video game standpoint, I would rate it higher than I would a Star Wars standpoint, if that makes sense. So it's the opposite of Battlefront, where normally the game is a little clunky, but because it's Star Wars, I love it, and I'll give it a little mm -hmm. bit of credit. This one, it didn't quite hit the story elements that I was expecting, and because of that, for the Star Wars universe, I would drop it down a little bit. Still the best Star Wars game we've gotten in quite some time, which is... You know, we, we talked a lot about worry about coming this coming out after the Battlefront fiasco. They really did well. It's a great game. It's polished. It's not clunky at all. It's smooth. It's very smooth. They they went for one thing and they fucking killed it, which is awesome. So it's a great step up from Battlefront 2 and a good look to future Star Wars games if but they the, announce future Star Wars the games. The gameplay is so solid. Yes. The, the, the combat is so solid. That's mm -hmm. what... That's what pushes it beyond a Star Wars game. Like, this is a fun game. It's a really fun game. It's challenging. But it's not challenging in the, well... It's very challenging. It's very challenging. But it, it didn't go the Dark Souls. It's very influenced by Dark Souls and Sekiro, which I'm a huge fan of. It didn't go the Dark Souls level of challenging, where it's like a grind and frustrating, and it rewards you at the end. It was intermixed with, like, really hard combat and really fun stuff jedi stuff lore story you know it's it, all intermingled very well the combat this is what why i think the, the I, i'll say it I, I think it was a great game uh 
Could it have been better being a Star Wars game? I do think that. But the combat, I think, was just as good as it gets for the time, for the graphics, everything. Mm-hmm. The adventure feel to it was just as good. With it not being an open world game, for me to be like excited to explore areas, and you can get done. I'm not. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but you can you can complete like a map or a mission, and still have an entire like fifty percent of the fucking world yeah. undiscovered. Yep. Just think about like you can do it your own way. Yep. And if you want to spend the extra you can time, go your own way. Fifty five. <laughs> I went the other way. <laughs> That's a different song. I know. Um, but it, 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 it felt really cool that... Because along the way, you kind of build your character. You, you, there's a progression tree. You choose different stuff. Along the way, you learn new force powers, which unlocks open or other areas. But you don't necessarily have to go back and do those open areas. You can get through the, the plot, the main plot, without doing uh, uh, a, a lot of exploration. A lot of, of grinding and extra leveling up and but all that. But I loved the grinding. I yeah. loved the fact that you could scan animals and plants and it would give you a description, like a Mass Effect fuck around. Dude, it had many elements that I will combine here. First of all, Star Wars, because it's in the Star Wars universe. Dark Souls, which I'm a huge fan of. A lot of people have said the platforming aspect is very uh, Metroid Prime-ish. I've never played, but that's thrown in there as well. Um, I've got Zelda vibes at a lot of places mm-hmm. and yeah, the, um, the codex from mass effect is the data bank in fallen order. It wasn't quite as in depth, but it was there. It was incredible. If you, every animal that you kill, if it's a new species or a, a new plant that you come across, or even th- those force echoes mm-hmm. are so unique yeah. that you come across a certain area and you can, it's kind of like the episode seven Ray where she touches something and she kind of has a flashback, but you can go to a certain thing and kind of feel what happened there in the past. And it, it kind of get, it goes into like a data pad so you can read about it. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a lot of aspects to it. And I think you're, you're, you're right on point. It has a lot of good aspects from good games. Yeah. So. It is what you want it to be, and you can put as much time into it because I think you you ran through it, right? Um, I definitely explored areas after I was done with them. I, th- I would say I'm about 70% completion Okay. as far as finding everything. Um, I definitely spent some extra time, but I also knew I had very limited very limited time to play, so I, I tried to sprint through and actually finish the full story and everything. See, I would went... Would went. I went back to worlds that I knew that I was pretty much done with just to explore. Because I, I would go to a world, learn a new power, and I'm like, I could use pole on that bridge on that planet. I'm right. definitely fucking going back, even if I don't need to. That's what they want you to it's do. It's like, yeah. you, you got to go to Kashyyyk to do this. I'm like, fuck Kashyyyk. I'm going back here. There's a bridge I can pull down to see what the fuck's on the other side of that exactly. bridge. Exactly, exactly. Um, it, There's a good balance of enemies, too, where it's not just, uh, you know, stormtroopers. And, like, force users, the animals attack you. The goddamn plants attack you. <laughs> everything attacks you, and it's it's blended well, where if you go up against something and you not you don't know how it attacks yet, you're probably going to get fucked real quick. Dark Souls. Yeah, and it's you just got to figure out how it attacks, what it does. It's pretty brutal if, you, if you're not paying attention, 
especially on if you're playing on Master or Grandmaster, it's going to be ruthless. And the save points are, are nice, but also a pain in the fucking ass because if you pass one up just to kind of trying to get back... Like, there was one point where I had finished the mission, and I was just running back, and I was like, I'm not going to save right here. I, I can see my ship. And then I would come across, like, 40 rats and a fucking <laughs> and a fucking stormtrooper with a rocket launcher, and you're like, fuck, well, that randomly killed me. Yeah, now you got to start from scratch. I pulled at the wrong time, so the missile hit me in the eyeball, yeah. and then the rats chewed my nuts off, and now I am dead. <laughs> the the uh, one uh, thing that they are forgiving on is, thank God, is when you fall... Right. You come right back because if you fell and went all the way back, that yeah. it would have been a very brutal game. You lose just a tiny chunk of health, and that's it. Yeah, which is a nice, nice change. That's the only uh, grace they give you. There was one time where I was a I was surrounded by animals. I don't know how they did this, but there was probably ten animals around me. I was like, I don't even. So I just jumped off. Yep. Just to like reset it so I can just run. <laughs> like, dude, I it's can't a nice trick. Yeah. I can't handle all of this. Like even when you when you get pretty well off and you and you get comfortable with your force powers, you run out of force powers pretty quick. Yeah. Like if you overuse them and if you're trying yeah. to like if you do a, a hard force push, maybe you only push off two out of the six that are in front of you. Now you still got four coming after you right. and you're like, fuck, I used up half my shit. Like right. now I'm defending. Right. Yeah, I have a lot to say about it. Um, I think we'll get into most of that probably the next episode with a full, full-on review. Yeah, one of the next two episodes because I, I want to give you guys time to to play through it. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I would highly recommend. Yeah, as, even as a non-Star Wars fan, which none of you are, a non-Star Wars fan, any none, fan of Star Wars or video games should play this. It's a fun game, man, and it's beautiful. Now there are points in the game where I'm like, that looked bad. Wow, what yeah. happened to that dude's face? Right, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get into <laughs> which is fine. More it doesn't detail about it, but uh, yeah, I I don't know how many playthroughs I'm gonna do. Maybe three. Maybe like there's there's customization and there's adventure like uh, exploration in it, but there's not an extreme amount. Like it is pretty linear. Yeah, as a game, but it is a complete game. It is, yeah. I think the the thing for me, if I'm relating things back to Dark Souls again, is it is a... Um, Talk it. It's the same areas, the same bosses, the same story every time. But you can change your class. You can change up your armor. You can change up your weapon, your fighting style, all that, which lends itself to multiple playthroughs. This one, great game, but you're still Cal Kestis with a lightsaber. So there is only so much customization you can do in order to make the game feel different every time you play through it. Now, how leveled up were you? I was. I almost had everything. Yeah, I was. There, the there same. was. I think probably two powers that I didn't have. There was. Yeah, I think there two was or three. I I was focused all on force powers and survival, and I think there was like two lightsaber attacks that I didn't end up with, which was fine because I ended up button mashing most of the time, anyways. The uh, skill tree. This isn't a spoiler, but skill tree looks. More like uh, like Assassin's Creed, and it's kind of it's all connected, but it has three different sections: combat, force, and survival. So it's some combination of like upgrading your health, upgrading your force powers, upgrading how many attacks you can do with your lightsabers, your stamina, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll get into that next week. Yeah, solid game I have though. More to say I was uh, I was it. 
for how little... Well, you were very skeptical. I was extremely, well, skeptical. Skeptical. I, I think it, it lived up to my expectations. I, I was expecting just this, and I think even even more so, I think the combat uh, is was beyond my expectations. It surpassed my expectations, yes, which I'm happy to say. But um, we'll get into uh, spoilers in another episode or two. Yes, sir. Execute all that 60. Six. Yeah, I was watching through episode aye, aye, three aye. the other day, and I just had some thoughts about Order 66. Episode three. Just, what? Greatest movie of all. It's pretty good. Not the best. You have it like third to last. <laughs> it's been <laughs> slipping down my list, and episode six actually has been rising up a little bit. Because I've been watching the despecialized version. Well, episode six, it has the culmination, man. Everything's there at the end. You just got to get through the Ewoks. And Jabba. Which, if you it's don't watch the special seven. edition, Jabba's not that bad. Yeah. So, a little slow, a little slow at the beginning, which little is fine. A little bit, but a lot and of a lot of lore and world building, though. So many like background characters and different species, different armor, all that kind of stuff. It's, it makes it fun in the beginning. You know, I was watching episode seven, obviously, and they were in Maz's cantina. Palace. Cantina, yeah. What's How it, you doing, Maz? Yeah, yeah. Where there's like mosquitoes drinking kombucha in the background or some shit. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember mosquitoes, but I possibly missed them. Yeah, I. it was like, I know there was a big praying mantis in episode four, <laughs> but you had to put mosquitoes in this. Speaking of episode four, did you listen to that um, Rogan episode with the, the monster maker guy? No. It's really interesting to hear. How to create monsters? Well, he's like the best like monster special effects guy in Hollywood. Monster Man! So it was interesting hearing him talk about making all those different creatures for... Uh, for the cantina for episode four, so it was, yeah, just go give it a listen if you're if you like podcasts. Mm-hmm. I Star Wars has always done really well with creating unique um, species. Yes, I've always even the animals in in uh, Fallen Order. The animals were cool, man, and yeah. it was like a Pokemon esque. Like they're animals, but they're not quite animals. They're a little different. Yeah. Like, and like specific to that planet and the ecosystem and the type of terrain. Yeah. yeah. Like the plants and, and the crazy shit that you came across on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Like the goddamn vines are trying to kill me. Run, Klon, go. <laughs> Can't have it. Yeah, that felt very um, Zelda to me. Some of those elements yeah. on Kashyyyk. No, yeah. That, yeah, that's good. All um, right. Anyways, I was watching episode three. I was thinking about Order 66. My heyday as Commander Cody, even though my officer missed his shot on Kenobi. Fucking savage. Um, shoot him, please. You're trained He's to shoot. Right there. You're trained to shoot. Shoot him. This is why I'm the commander, and you're fucking shoot him. Um, I was just thinking about Order sixty six and how sudden it is that you're all buddy buddy with the clones, and then the next second they get one transmission, and they f- they shoot you down. Just curious on your thoughts and the whole microchip thing from uh, the Clone Wars that kind of explains it. Um. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to chat about it for a second because I feel like it's kind of random. It is very I random. I love it. It's but. very random, and what makes it worse is the uh, Legends books that you come across. Better or worse? It makes Episode 3 in the Order 66 worse, the fact that the clones turn so quickly, because in the Legends book, The Rise of Darth Vader... Uh, the clones get the Order 66 message and say, this is clearly a mistake. And they don't fire upon, and that's why those Jedi get away. That makes sense, though. 
It does make sense. They have their own thoughts. Like they're clones, but they're humans. The fact that they would uh, put a microchip. Oh, so you're, yeah, you're saying that part ruins it. That's what ruins it. I like, thought I thought you were saying that the old Legends version. It was a necessary evil that they had to do that to make it make sense. But the fact that there's Legends books out there that make sense in itself, like, why would I fire upon this person defending me? Right. This has to be a mistake because right. I can think for my goddamn self. To an, to an extent, I mean, I get it like the lowest level of clones are trained to take orders. So, like, as soon as Palpatine says this, he's number one. So, do what he says and shoot. But as you go up in the ranks of clones, they have less and less, um, I don't know the word. Less, less and less restrictions. So, like, the ARC troopers and everything would be like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. This is not part of my programming. This is not proper protocol. I don't want to do this. So, maybe that's what happened because I th- do think it was a clone commander group. Clone Commando group. Commandos are ARC troopers, probably, yeah. That was helping those Jedi in that novel. So, and because I do think they were firing upon their own guys. Because they're like, this can't be right. And then the clones were coming in trying to shoot them, so they were protecting the Jedi. It, that's kind of fuzzy in my memory, but that at, at least the, uh, the the thought process of them saying this has to be a mistake was a part of that story. I was also wondering, like, in Episode 3, before they came up with a microchip explanation... Are they just, do they have all the orders, 127 of them memorized and they're just waiting for them to be executed? Like, are they walking around thinking like, like, okay, as I wake up and have my breakfast, I'm going to go through my contingency plans and make sure I have all the orders memorized. Oh, one of these is murder all of my generals. (laughs) Murder all my friends. Like no questions asked. I'm just going to keep this in the back of my head until Palpatine says something. Yeah, I mean, I kind of picture it as like a uh, implant from KOTOR where they just have a section of their brain where it's like uploaded data that is accessible, but it's not like... It's They're not, not conscious unlocked. of it until somebody turns it's it on. It's not unlocked until yeah. Palpatine says... And I'm okay with that. Hey, do it. It makes uh. the most sense. It's cringy that they had to go that route. That's what I'll say. But it's the only way to retcon it properly, I think. I mean, it could have got really dark and they really could like Palpatine could have done something or said something or put a law in that he was attacked by Jedi. And this is the overlying plot of the Jedi was to take down the Republic and you are birthed to defend the Republic, not to defend the Jedi. Yeah. So, I mean, there should have been some gray area there that, you know, do your fucking job or the Jedi are going to take over. And it's like, well, bye, Obi. That would have made, yeah, that would have made way more sense and also gone along with Palpatine spun that whole arrest attempt as you know, an assassination attempt to get the Empire under his control. That would have made way more sense. It's just weird that in the movie, Commander Cody says, yep, thanks a lot. He's lightsaber back. Uh, go over there. Fire. And then three seconds later, he's like, hey, take him down. Like, there's no gray area like... Oh, maybe I should do this. Or Palpatine doesn't explain anything. Like if he saw a hollow transmission of the news that was like the Jedi tried to take over the Republic and attack Emperor Palpatine, and they were all just kind on of like, <laughs> like a stock ticker. Yeah, and they were all just concerned about it. Like, oh, is that true? What happened? I don't understand. I don't get it. And then Order sixty six came through. That would make a little more sense. Jedi equal balls. Hey, fire! <laughs>
Balls. So I, I was just curious if, you know. It takes a lot away. See, from I'm trying to legitimize it in my own head. My like, you. if it's if that stuff's installed, whatever you want to say, with the chip or whatever, in their brain, and as soon and it's like something they can't. Like it takes over. Right, it does. And it and I'm assuming that's how that has to happen because if they had any thought into it, like what are you doing? This guy is standing in front of you, fighting a war with you, taking out mostly the large stuff, so you can go in and make your job easier. Oh, Kiati, do do done. Yeah, like are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Poe, Plo Koon. Oh, they said Poe Dameron. It's just it's tough. That's that's a crazy scene. Dun, 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 dun. Not the right music. <laughs> Order 66 music is dramatic as fuck, and I love it. I think he used a, Williams used a little bit of that theme in uh, episode eight when Finn's approaching that giant Death Star tech battering ram thing. Uh, anyways, so I just wanted to chat, round things out with some prequels conversations. Mm. We are 17 days away from episode nine. That's too much, but not enough. At the same time. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just. Any thoughts on the TV spots? All the other little sprinkled content after the trailer? You, you want know, to even discuss it? Or you just want to kind of leave it open? I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to believe. They can put whatever the fuck they want in any of those. And I don't <laughs> even know if it's going to happen in the movie. Like they, they suggested that Ray comes across Vader's helmet. So obviously there's like, okay, it exists or has survived somehow. Yeah. Or there's a helmet of some type that exists that's melted that's sitting there. Yeah. It, that's, you know, there's a lot of assumptions there. Yeah. But does she? Is that Vader's helmet? I don't fucking know. I think they could really be pulling some uh, endgame shenanigans and like have actually filmed opposite scenes on purpose for marketing material to confuse us. Oh, the Vader's helmet sees Ray. Vader's back and Ray doesn't even exist. She's been a hologram this whole time. Ray of hope. Anyways. No, there is another. Um, I'm geeked. I'm very excited. I'm very in Star Wars mode. And we're actually about to go to Star Wars trivia at the brewery across the street. So that's fun. Isn't that the best thing that you can say there is another and all of us could think, no, that that's Ray. No, that's that's Lynn. No, that's Ahsoka. No, that's like fill in your own goddamn. Five years ago, you couldn't say that. There is another. Five years ago, it was Leia. But now, it could be anybody. Options could be Kylo, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. It could be Kylo. Well, he wasn't born yet, but he could be predicting something. Or maybe Yoda saying there is another is just a perpetual. The Force is going to take care of this. Someone will come along. Don't worry about it. It shouldn't that just be the mindset of the Jedi? We'll wait. <laughs> they should take. I, I mean, as much as they lean on Eastern religion for Jedi ideals, they really should take more of that. Like. Well, that's what Qui-Gon was trying to do. That's why I fucking love him so much. Like, the Force is going to figure itself out. Like, if we interject, we might throw things out of balance and kind of disrupt things a little bit. See, there is a there's a, there's an issue with that mindset, though, because that means you don't make a difference. You can't make a difference, so you shouldn't try. Well, it's somewhere the in the middle of everything's predetermined versus I affect everything. It's somewhere in the middle. It has to be because your actions do make a difference. Now that the force may figure itself out based off of your actions, 
It'll probably recalculate, but it might take longer than usual. Delayed. Well, just the same way as... Like Terminator. What? Where Skynet was delayed. But, but inevitable. But it's yeah. still... Yeah. Uh, well, same thing that There's Anakin another. has his dark vision about Padme and the kids. But because he pursues the wrong path, he makes that happen. The Force is telling him like one possibility, but that doesn't mean it's going to come true. If he had calmed down a little bit and meditated and listened to Yoda and let things kind of play out, it's very possible that he wouldn't have been seduced by Palpatine and Padme wouldn't have died. But do you think that even if he wasn't seduced, that she would have died regardless? No. Because it's kind of like you just said. She like, I know that was, I think he saw the future. It was going to happen. It was going to happen one way or the other. Now, if he didn't fall to the dark side, he would have been able to raise his two goddamn children and, and been, not murder a bunch of yeah, kids. Yeah, not murder a bunch of kids. Yeah. But that may have been nice. Which is, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Um, not killing kids is fine. But yeah, I don't, I mean, there's so many ways you can take it. Cause like you said, it could have been a potential future. But I think it could have been an ineb- inevitable future. And you just got to do what you need to do and deal with it. Like, you dealt with it in the worst way possible and killed everybody. <laughs> Instead of just trying to... And I feel bad because he's such a person of oh, action. he dealt with it. He dealt with all of them. But it's such he was such a person of action. Like, go out and... I'm going to fucking make it my own way by strangling it and making it my own way. Yeah. But in doing that, he fucked up and it, she died because of him. Not, not because of... Like, I truly think the will to live was... Like, I, she could have just been sick. Like, in a, in a certain alternate timeline, like, if he just killed Palpy, she could have just been sick. And maybe the maybe the twins were never born. They died with her. Be, if, if he took out Palpy, because there's balance. And then he would have been left by himself? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Grievous gets away. <laughs> he was already dead at that point. Whip, stir, whip, stir, whip, whip. <laughs> he starts doing... Oh, whip, whip, stir, mash, mash, stir. Mash, yeah. Catch up. I tried to watch that on uh, International Life Day. I got about 12 minutes through. I usually get about 24 minutes in, and when she starts fixing her hair while she's got her paws on the meat during the cooking scene, I was like, get your hair. She's got, like, bantha chunks clumped into her <laughs> fucking claws. <laughs> and she's, like, touching her face and getting all ready. Like, Jesus, girl, Purell, bro. There's a lot to, like, sit and enjoy and make fun of with that. But the first 20 minutes are really hard because it's just three Wookiees running around a house screaming at each other. <laughs> with no with subtitles. No subtitles. And it's, they're all at the same time shouting at each other. It just sounds like a fucking low-battery fire alarm. <laughs> You're like, the fuck is happening? Turn it off. Oh, man. It it's, is. It's worth it once a year. Though. It's 100% worth. If you've never seen it, you need to. To make yourself feel better, if you absolutely hate everything Disney's done, go watch that and understand Lucas was okay with that. You know what's amazing, though, is like, it's just, it's fun to laugh at. It's like, oh, that was really bad. That was funny. But we're going to take that pulse rifle and put it in Mandalorian, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And we're going to say Life Day and make that canon. It's fucking awesome. I love little things like that. Well, yeah, you pull out the good. Yeah. How many chins yeah. did Han Solo have in that one? Fourteen. Like the... Got That's it. the one where he looked like uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah, you look. Yeah, you look like Mick Jagger and Ashton Kutcher, like all fuzzy faced and spry. 
All right, it's time to go to trivia. Let's win. Let's do it. I don't know what the prize is, but we're what if we get our asses kicked? <laughs> well, here's what I how I approach Star Wars trivia. I don't even practice because some trivia has a bunch of like actor trivia and like behind the scenes stuff, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what other fucking movie Alec Guinness was starring in before Star Wars. That doesn't have any effect in the Star Wars universe. Quiz me about Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I took uh, actually the I think Facebook had like a 20 question fa- or uh, Star Wars quiz that uh, me and my wife took, and she was asking me the questions. And there was four of them. I just stared at her. I was like, "Why it's are they? they why are they asking Star Wars character's name?" They they asked who was not considered for the role of Han Solo. Like I don't give a fuck about that. Don't ask me that in Star Christopher Wars. Christopher Walken was one of them, and I was like, he could not have been. They suggest that he was. Even if he was, that's not Star Are you Wars. kidding I don't me? Care. Get that off of the trivia list. So this could be terrible or it could be great. I hope it's terrible. Okay. How many hair buns does Leia have? Squad Rogan Crackcast. Have you watched A New Hope on Disney Plus yet? No, why? Oh, the, for the gun. The Greedo thing. The shooter. My clanky. McClunky. He, he says McClunky. What does that mean? It doesn't. I don't know. Are we going to get quizzed about it? We might. Pop quiz. That, they might actually throw that in. What did they change the Greedo sound to before he shoots on Han? Hang! Whoa. McClunky. That's so bad. They need to do something about Greedo. It's a joke in and of itself, though. Jeez. I think it's funny that they changed it again just to fuck with us. Do you think Greedo was just like a failing bounty hunter and they threw him in? Well, I mean, that's kind of what he's perceived as now. Because he's kind of the butt end of a joke yeah. that, uh, anyway, he loses. Well, that's his last chance to make good, and he doesn't. But, like, before that, he seems like he just happened upon Solo, and he's like, oh, I can get my money, woohoo! Yeah. And he goes in there and gets his head blown off, and, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he could have been a badass character, like, even in Legends. Yeah. But they just shit on that dude every chance. Oh, yeah, he sucks. He sucks. He can't even shoot. First or second, he can't shoot. That's at his all. only job is to shoot, and he can't do that. Why didn't he just like sneak in and just blast him in the face? Ah, da da solo. Like if he was willing to shoot him and kill him and collect the bounty on Han Solo being dead, why didn't he just like peek in the window of the cantina and blast him? Well, I wonder if it was uh, you get more money alive. But he was trying to blast him. No vaporizations. Don't no disintegrations. No disintegrations makes way more sense now that we've seen the pulse rifle Isn't in action. That a bitch. <laughs> Oh, do you do it? <laughs> okay. We've had enough. Goodbye. Good, good hap. Wait. Happen. Happen. Wait, wait. Okay.